You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Which coast? Traveling east to west... Aaron Ladd. No, he did it. Mark Gunnels. At the house on it. Chiefs coast to coast. I had some people reaching out saying, you know, it's about time they canceled that show. Or, you know, I hadn't heard from those guys in a while. We all knew it was going to be a quick run. But wow. against all uh, against all odds, here we are, Mark Gunnels. Coast to Coast is back. What's up? Wow, I'm so, I can't believe you were getting those messages. That's crazy. It must have just been on your end because they didn't like you because I didn't get any messages like that. So they're probably like, you know, this Aaron guy, we're, we had enough of him, so let's just send him hate mail. We knew you guys wouldn't make a run. We knew it would be short-lived. Just That's a gun- flash, in a, flash in a pan. That's the, Gunnels That's the Gunnels you know, Hive talking, huh? Needs a, he needs a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Ladd and Mark Gunnels. Against all odds, against all the haters, we back. We took a little bit of a break. We're doing every other week. Didn't feel like it was appropriate to pod after, after the tragedy that happened in Texas last time, but we're back. We're talking Chiefs, if there's any even Chiefs to talk about, Mark. But but, but let's, start, let's start behind the scenes because it's been a little while, but we never got to take this on mic. We finally had the link up, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, early last month, man, I went to Kansas City. Even though Aaron says I never come back home. I had to give you the keys to the city to let you back in. I I was actually in Kansas City. Yes, guys, I was there. I had a little cousin. He graduated from high school. Shout out to Melakai Fields. Graduated from Grandview High School, class of 2022. But yeah, I was out there for a week, and me and Aaron got the link up on good old Westport. You know, <sighs> stomping grounds, man. <laughs> I had to take, had to show you around my city. I know you like to claim you're a kid <laughs> from Kansas City, and you know all this stuff. You're allegedly from the KC Metro, but it was good to have you in the city, man. Finally got to link up, had a couple beverages, and uh, you know, toasted to the next twenty episodes of Coast to Coast, man. It was good to finally get that done. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now we just need you to get out to L.A. I bet the house, right? We had it. <laughs> bet the house. We we were there. We had the whole we had the whole link up. Plan. You're never gonna let that go, are you? <laughs> this this might as well be called might as well be called bet the house. We just changed the name from coast to coast. I'm never letting that go, Mark. Oh my gosh. What about how many bet the house bets will have to win next year in, in a row for you to like let that go? I give you three. That, and that's not even a high number. Three, I hit three in a row or just three in general? Three in a row. So we're not doing over, under. This is straight money line so for y'all okay. betting guys since Gunnels is such a betting guy, okay. betting expert. I need okay. three correct predictions in a row on the Chiefs schedule 
And I will no longer say bet the house. You got it on wax right here. Okay. It's on record. You guys heard that. <laughs> the question is, are you going to get three in a row, right? I'm going to get three in a row for sure next year. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Let's get to this chief stuff. Cause it's not much going on, but it seems like what's going on has been extremely viral and everybody's talking about it. I think first and foremost, we would be uh, remiss if we didn't start with uh, the cheetah, no longer a member of the chiefs organization, but still stirring up chiefs, Twitter, that podcast clip. And this was a page out of your playbook. That's what it really was. He posted the little snippet like, hmm, you know, just just to get the talk going, right? He didn't really say anything in the clip, but just to get the talk going, you put the clip out there asking if maybe the Chiefs suppressed his stats. What did you think about everything surrounding this and what led up to this, which what happened with Tyreek Hill's podcast? I found this so fascinating, and this is why I have a love-hate relationship with Chiefs Kingdom sometimes. Because the way they reacted, you would have thought that Tyreek Hill literally said that the Chiefs suppressed my stats. Those words did not come out of his mouth. The host of the show, I'm sorry, I don't know the young man's name. He's the one that presented the question. Obviously, Tyreek had a lot to do with the production of it. We know that. And Drew Rosenhaus, obviously, it was to create buzz. And they did it. They did it. They got exactly what they wanted from that. But the fact that Chiefs fans were attacking Tyreek as if he literally said they were suppressing my stats just blew my mind. It's like, did you actually listen to the, the clip? <laughs> it's like you just wanted a reason to hate on Tyreek Hill, and I don't understand it. And I've been seeing a lot of Tyreek Hill slander from Chiefs fans. Maybe I'm just more mature now because I'm not just a fan. I'm part of the media now. So maybe wow. that's why I took a back seat. So I'm not as emotionally invested as your typical fan is, but I still love Tyreek Hill. I understood why he made the move. Look at it. It was a money move. It was a lifestyle decision. Miami or Kansas City? I mean, come on. You know I love KC, but come on. It's not too hard to pick between those two cities. Just disrespectful to our city. This is why you're from L.A., dog. This is why you're from L.A., dog. I'm going to leave it off wax. I know you ain't talking. But anyway, <laughs> but, and then he got more money there. He already won a championship. So it's not like he has to ring chase. He already has that. And for some guys, just getting one is enough. He doesn't have to get two, three, four, five. I just believe he's still a future Hall of Famer. As long as he at least has decent, solid stats for the next, what, four or five years. And I think he should. Miami's going to force feed him the ball in that system. So it's, it's okay. What he did for the Chiefs is never going to go away. He's going to better come back, get his jersey retired, or be in the ring of honor or whatever. It's, it's okay. He's the best Chiefs receiver in Chiefs history. Let it go. He didn't say anything bad in the clip. You guys just want to be mad for no reason. A couple things with this, and and I want to put the trade to the side because I think with every little new nugget we get from Tyreek Hill, it's like we have to revisit the trade. Was it a good trade? Why did the Chiefs make this trade? Why is Tyreek there? Let's put that to the side. Specific to this podcast clip 
And the speculation that the Chiefs possibly suppressed his stats is one of the most jokeable accusations I've ever heard of, Mark. I might go full full gunnels here because it's just it's, it's laughable, right? If you watch targets he had last year, if you watched <laughs> any of Kansas City, man, he was making them go. Especially when you think about where this team was through seven games, man. Three and four, they only had a couple of plays that worked. And one of them was, hey, y'all stand over here and Tyreek Hill, you run this way. Like it, it, the thought that and of course, Tyreek Hill came out in this football camp run that he's been doing most recently in Olathe here in the Kansas City area when basically said, hey, a lot of this is clickbait. A lot of y'all took the cheese out of the mousetrap on this one and got caught. I'm going to explain a little bit more in the podcast, but basically they didn't suppress my stats. And everybody who watches his teams knows that I think it was peak off season. Like when, when, when there's nothing to talk about and we're throwing up these 30 minute podcasts, this is a topic that we talk about because it's it's a whole bunch of nothing. It's not true. And it, it, it just causes more speculation, speculation. I really just think it's more window dressing on kind of the ripple effects from the trade overall, Mark. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like I said, I get it. Fans get emotional. And like what you said, the main thing is there's nothing to talk about. There's no really big Chiefs news right now. So when that Tyreek Hill thing came out, it came out the perfect time because this is like the dry period, right? Because, you know, you got the mini camp, mandatory mini camp, you know, can't really take much away from that. Guys are just in T-shirts and uh, T-shirts and shorts. So you know, I get it. I get it. You know, nothing to talk about. So let's cause an uproar about Tyreek Hill hinting that his stats were suppressed. But I'm actually looking forward to the podcast. I was I just about I, to ask, are you yeah. actually going to listen to the podcast? Now, I think it's called 100%. That Needed That Needed to Be Said or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it because Tyreek Hill, you know, and, and you were up close and personal with those press conferences and stuff. Like, he's a very... um outgoing personality like he's not afraid to say what's on his mind you know he's not a like a pr type of guy he'll even say stuff and be like dang i probably shouldn't have said that you know like he's one of those type of guys so i'm actually looking forward to seeing him in his own element like without reporters there you know unbuttoned kind of just going off i'm gonna be honest the world did not need another podcast love cheetah Love what he stood for. Love what he's done for the You're kingdom. You're not here for the and, podcast? Dog, you going to listen to an hour of Tyreek Hill talking? Be honest. Well, at least the first episode because <laughs> it, it drew me in now. Like, I have to watch the first one for sure. And then I I'll think get... if Tyreek was on Spaces, now Gunnels is all over, right? Like, it's a Gunnels production. He's in the room. <laughs> he's sharing it. But if it's an hour-long pod, I wonder how many people are listening to that at, at, at episode six or seven. You're watching the first one for sure, though. Yeah, and of course, you know, there'll be articles and stuff. We'll get a little bit more context to what the clip was, which I think will be cool and newsworthy. And honestly, that was the goal of this whole thing, right? Like, you get yeah. eyes on uh, one episode more than probably would have been had you just soft launched it or launched it right away. Yeah. Tyreek won in, in, in this situation. He won. It's yeah. that simple. But I will say this, though. I feel like he kind of missed his window of dropping a podcast. I he, should have, he should have done it with the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs yeah. are way more interesting. Imagine if you start the podcast the year that Patrick Mahomes became the starter, and he yeah. was doing it since then for the last four years. That would be a really good podcast because we'll get the ins and outs of 
Patrick Mahomes and the dialogue with Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey during those playoff runs, the comeback against the Texans, the Super Bowls, the wins and the losses. Like, we'll get all of that. So I think he missed the window to really get the ratings that he's looking for because how interesting is Miami Dolphins really? I mean, I think he also a, a couple things he mentioned kind of in this football, the football camp interviews and the run ups and, and reporters asked him about it. He said, yo, some teams have different rules. Some of the things I was able to do in, in, in here in Miami, I wasn't able to do in Kansas City. Maybe podcasting was one of them. He also mentioned and and this is definitely cap, but I just got to say it. He, he basically was like, you know. Uh, it wasn't about the money for me. The money was cool. It was a good added bonus. And I'm kind of paraphrasing there. Uh, but he was basically like, yo, you know, I, I'm going to Miami to win. I'm going to bring him to a Super Bowl. And and the money was kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You you got to love the. See, I just said I gave him too much credit. I said he doesn't give the PR talk. You know? Yo, what's wrong with just saying I got I got I got paid. You know, I, I got money. I got money now. You know, guys just don't want to say that because then it comes off as they don't love the game and they're just in it for the money. And, you know, they don't want that reputation reputation on them. I get it. I get it. Tyreek, we know. I mean, you ain't got to lie. You ain't got a lie to kick it, dog. We, <laughs> we already know. <laughs>
you know, just really kind of stuck in mud, to be honest with you. Like, he's getting some pressures here and there, but he's not closing the deal. So this could be a good thing, but I'm not going to overanalyze it too much right now. Yeah, this is best shape of your life season, right? Like every player is going to say that. Every picture we see of a guy from a certain angle, we're going to start thinking that they in the best shape of their life and that kind of thing. I'm not putting any weight into this whatsoever, man. This is another off-season topic. Now, would it help him to, 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 to lose some weight and get off the edge? Sure. I didn't think he was in necessarily bad shape last year, but maybe some of the conditioning issues that we saw, we noticed as a guy that also is known to have like, uh, he, he's had some stomach issues in the past that have kind of flared up towards the start of training camp and sometimes during the regular season that have limited his availability in practice. And maybe that's why he's uh, kind of stuck in mud, as you said, uh, towards the end of the year. This D-line room, man, I, I mean, if we talk about wide receiver two for the first eight episodes of this podcast, we're going to be talking about this D-line room for the next 80 episodes of this podcast because they just haven't done enough to really help ease Chiefs Kingdom's concerns after how we saw them go out last year, man. One sack against a unit. They gave up nine sacks the, the week before. Uh, they need an improved Frank Clark, and maybe losing 10 to 15 helped him out. Yeah, and back to the D-line, it seems like, and at this point, it's, this is kind of concerning to me, but they're putting a lot of stock in Karloftis being that guy in year one. In year one. Absolutely. And, and you know, he's a guy that got a lot of pressures, but if you look at his sack totals at, in college, he only had seven sacks last year. Seven. He's raw. He's seven. raw. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's right. only been playing the game for so long, too. Like, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's my point, though. That's my point. They didn't do much to address the D-line, so he's going to have to play heavy snaps right now on paper. I mean, because between him and Frank Clark, who else are you relying on on the edge? No more Melvin Ingram. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Chris Jones is back inside now. So, I mean, I, they're going to have to grow up fast. Do you uh, have any faith in uh, what about Kando taking the next step? Well, I want to believe in Kando, but how much do the Chiefs actually believe in him? But maybe you're going to have to now because your depth is a lot thinner than it was last year. So uh, he's a guy that I think they just don't want to throw away. I mean, they spent, what, a fourth-round pick on him? So in, in that range, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's a guy that you want to get some production out of. You don't want to just have to be a wasted pick. I mean, he's still very young. Out of high school, this guy was a five-star recruit. Obviously, the things didn't go exactly well how you wanted it to at Florida State, but the raw talent is obviously there. I mean, the guy passes all the measurables. He has long arms. He's very athletic. He's big, fast. So, like I said, man, it, right now, as of right now, unless they get a veteran or make a trade like they did for Melvin Ingram in the middle of the season last year, they're going to depend on Korloftis and then potentially Kando to grow up and be productive this year because you can't put all that weight on Frank Clark. I mean, look at his injury history. I never want to predict injuries, but is he really going to play 17 games? Highly unlikely. So you're going to have to have other guys that haven't produced or you haven't even seen yet be contributors this year. I mean, Mark, you know what time it is with me and Frank Clark. I think I wrote about this on Arrowhead Pride, uh, one of my first stories. I thought it was time for the Chiefs to kind of move on from him. This is a a deal that hasn't really worked out for him in the last recent years. Four and a half sacks last year, which was uh, – I'm actually kind of surprised it was four and a half. Over, <laughs> under, uh, four and a half, where, where do you have Frank Clark next year? I'll go over. 
I'll go over just because I think he's going to have more opportunities. I, I would say also he's probably going to be healthier coming into the season. Yeah. Last year there was some of that legal issue stuff too. And I don't know, man. It, it, he, I, I just look at the Chiefs D-line on paper and still feel like they could use another move or two. And that's even, like you said, considering Carlotta is a rookie and trying to exceed those expectations. It's just uh, – <laughs> it's starting in another one of these offseason topics that I've seen a lot on the timeline is like, Oh, well, you know, Chris Jones' contract could kind of get moved, too. Like, this could be his last season with Casey. Uh, if it was the O-line uh, for reach that first time around after the Super Bowl, and then we saw the DBs get re get reloaded and, and the safety room as well, I think the D-line is probably under construction, if you will. Put the hard hatch on, on Brett Veach. Yeah, you can even throw a receiver in there uh, yeah. to a certain extent as well as far as being revamped. So, yeah, man, I really believe that the Chiefs are going to have to make a move. I'm not sure who's out there, but there's always going to be a potential trade partner before the trade down, like that they got Melvin Ingram for nothing. Yeah. And that, was, that was the big deal because, right, because we pretty much assumed that Ingram was going to be back, right? Like, that was pretty much the assumption after the season. Like, yeah, he's probably going to be back. And they, gave, they had the tender option, and then yeah. he joined Tyreek Hill in Miami. But that was definitely a blow. I think the tender probably should have told us in hindsight, right? The tender told us that they weren't going to get him. And I actually remember asking Brett Beach this uh, on Zoom because uh, we had never heard of this tender. I think there was a couple of NFL insiders, too, yeah, that were like, yo, this is, this is rarely used. used. They never yeah. really heard of it. Uh, and, and I asked Brett Veach after that kind of got applied. He talked with the media on Zoom for about 30 minutes, and he's really great with kind of breaking th- things down. And as far as asking anyone in the Chiefs organization questions on the record, I think you get the most transparent and clear information from Brett Veach. And he was basically saying, hey, we don't really know which way he's leaning, uh, but this is an option if he doesn't come back. And I think that answer was probably the PR way of saying it's probably not going to work out, and this is what we're getting uh, in return especially when you saw his number got given away too. I like sometimes you connect a couple of dots and you're like, ah, maybe this could be nothing, but yeah, I didn't uh, even, I didn't even correlate that. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even. Yeah. Think I think that. sky Moore is 24 now. And, and that was yeah. announced right after the draft. And I was like, Oh, okay. okay. That's so ugly for a receiver number, by the way, man, people hate on him for that. I don't, I don't really care. I know Brady came out right away. and was like, a receiver should everywhere. But I mean, it's swag dog. I mean, I'm going to get used to it, but that's just so ugly. Bro. You're so <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa Gunnels. That's my next Photoshop, dog. Wow. You talk about I'm a matured member of the media now, so I, I didn't fall for for that shenanigan that Tyreek Hill played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm I'm seasoned now, man. I'm a little buttoned up, man. You know, I don't he said I'm se- So coming to the press box then. What's your season behind? Come into the press box, start at you, hop on Zoom, start asking some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that that's that's where you shine at, man. So you know, I let the I let the young buck take care of that, man. You know, Grandpa Gunnels is gonna just sit over here on the couch with his feet up, man, with drinking some beers. Hey, speaking of drinking beers, how about Patrick Mahomes? Did you watch the match? We got to talk about uh, the match. I did not watch the match. It was on in several oh. locations that I was at, but I did not watch. Dog, come on, man. I said, How are you? Come on. How are you the mayor of Kansas City now, and you didn't watch our quarterback play in the match against Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? 
Come on, man. <laughs> How did you not watch that? I saw Josh Allen drive, and it hit a fan in far right. I'm like, all right, I, I, I seen enough. If I want to point, you you're out. I'm good. <laughs> and I don't like that Brady is likable now. Like to me. I, I will always hate Tom Brady. Y'all know what my allegiance is. I won't bring it up. I won't say 28 the team Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. But ever since then, you know, uh, it's that. And then my other connection with Brady is covering the Chiefs and covering the Super Bowl and Tom Brady ruining that experience as well. So I don't like that he's cracking jokes now. I don't like that he's good at social media now. I, I don't want to like Tom Brady. It's funny you said that, though, because I actually had a, a conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, I, li- I said I literally hate how he's so likable now. Like, the world was a lot better when he was the villain. And it nope. was so easy to root against them. There was no COVID. There was world peace. Everybody was against Brady, right? Everybody was against It was like a package. The- it was Brady and Belichick. Like, you hated both of them together. Like, but now he's in Tampa. Now he's got podcasts or whatever. He's on social media. He's knows how work knows how work TikTok now. Like, come on, bro. Like, what is going on? But regarding the match, I'm sure you saw snippets on Twitter and highlights. Of course, couldn't avoid it. Of Patrick Mahomes chugging eight course lights during the match. I mean, everybody was saying he's one of us. That's all I kept saying here. He was one of us, man. He's a he's a Lee Summit man through and through, huh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and people were slander. I mean, I, he has a partnership. With Coors Light, I believe. Yeah, so of he, course. Ha- he has to drink Coors, but real beer drinkers know that Coors tastes like water. Oh, you're a real beer drinker since when? I'm a real beer drinker, man. What's your favorite beer, Mark? <sighs> wow, you put me on the spot there. You said you a real beer drinker. There's a lot in the conversation Well, here. give me like a category because I don't like stouts. I- I'm more of an IPA guy. Uh, I was just going to say I-, I like IPA. Okay. I'm a big IPA guy. And I, I actually do like I like Bud Light Platinums. I'm a big Bud Light Platinum guy. Platinum, though. No. You got to not the regular Bud Light. You got to get the Platinum. Mark Gunnels is looking for sponsorships. This is not a sponsored podcast, and you just giving out free, free, hey, <laughs> free clout right here and there. You Everybody know, get... man. <laughs> Sheesh, man. I, we didn't have a schedule last time we talked. Let, 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 let's, let's finish up with Chiefs before we get out of here. It's going to be a quick pod. I don't see any questions in here right now. I appreciate y'all rocking with us on the uh, the schedules, too. I want to remind everybody we're doing every other week um, during the offseason leading up uh, to preseason and training camp, and then we'll come back to our, our, our once-a-week schedule. But we're doing every other week. We didn't do a podcast two weeks ago because of what happened in Uvalde, but we're back with y'all every other week, and we appreciate y'all rocking with us on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We didn't have a, a, a chief schedule. It was kind of an idea the last time we talked. Now it's more of a now it's a real thing. It's actually happening. Uh, that first eight games, man, toughest in in, in NFL history. If you look all, by win loss record uh, uh, of last season, I'm giving Mark a little bit more time to Google the schedule now. So I'm kind of stalling here as I see him look on the computer screen. Looks so Jeez. funny. How did you, how, <laughs> Yo, how did you know I was doing that, bro? Like, you say you a professional. Like, we both professionals here, sir. I, I know when somebody looks like they're scrambling, like in their eyes, you can tell. You can I tell you, look <laughs> The first eight games, give me, and I think I think the bye week is week eight, and then week nine yes. is that Tennessee game. So that'll be the, that'll be the first eight games. What do you think their record is coming out of that that stretch? Because that's specifically the gauntlet. Yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. 
and obviously this is tentative. This isn't set in stone. So don't don't hold me to this, right? Because I have I can change it before the preseason. But as of right now, after those first eight games, objectively, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six and two. I was I was leaning five and three, but I'm like, uh, I think they can get six and two. I really do. I think they can get six and two. You have them starting the year off much stronger than they did last year. And I've also seen some of the things you've written for Let's Argue on ArrowheadPride.com about the offense and how it will respond after Tyreek Hill. So you have them hitting the ground running, Mark Douglas. Yes, I do. And if, I mean, if you really break it down, let's, let's break it down real quick, right? Real quick, real quick. So week one against Arizona, no D-hop. I think that's a win. Then you have the Chargers at home, season opener Thursday night. That's going to be a tough game, but since it's at home, the home opener, I think they win that game. I, I really do. Then you got at Indy. I could at Indy and then at Tampa, next two games. I think you split those. I, mean, I don't know which one you lose, but I think you split those, right? I think that's fair. You lose one of those games, either the Colts or the Bucks. Then you're at home against Buffalo. That can go either way. That can go either way. And then you got at San Francisco with a first-year quarterback in Trey Lance. I think the Chiefs win that game. And then at home against Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's not going to be that good this year. I'm not high on Tennessee this year. So, I mean, if you really break it down, it looks rough on paper. But if you really go game by game, and I skipped the Raiders game at home, but they're going to beat the Raiders, I believe, at home. So, you lose one of those road games at Indy, at Tampa, and then you pick another one. Buffalo, maybe at San Francisco. So I, I like 6-2. and two. I really do. I, I'm mad that I agree with you. So I'm just going to change it a little bit slightly so we don't exactly agree and we can go back and forth once one of these becomes a reality. Uh, I'll go five and three. And honestly, looking at it when it first dropped out, I, I, I could see four and four. I, I, I published them possibly going uh, 12 and five at the end of how it works out. And it's just because the first half is so daunting. We don't know what the team is going to look like week one. And we know Chiefs. Week one, just like every NFL team, week one, your week one team and your week 18 team now, I mean, those are completely different animals. Uh, I, I trust the Chiefs coming out of the bye week to get things right because that's what Andy Reid does, whether they're uh, entering it on a winning streak or a losing streak. Uh, and then it softens up towards the end of the regular season, which you love. You start to get healthy at the end of the year. It's harder to, it's harder to win in Kansas City if you're not from Kansas City towards the end of the year as well. Uh, it, it, we know for the Chiefs, especially last year, I mean, it's, not, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, Mark. Yeah, and I just love how you just can't agree with me. It's okay, man. You don't have to be different. This is a – we going to agree on here for every podcast, man? I mean, people I mean, want to see some tension, dog. I mean, but, you know, it's just it's, – it's, it's June, you know? It's not our regular – it's not our set-in-stone <laughs> record, you know? It's subject to change, man. It's only June. It's a lighthearted show. It's the summer – so if we're going to have any type of agreements, now will be the time, right? right? <laughs> when, when no one's listening, right? Like, don't let, it, don't let anybody hear these. Once we start to get back. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. I didn't no, it's not. That. We're going to have listeners, man, because it's, it's Mark Gunnels here. I mean, they're going to tune in Ooh. for me. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to bring the engagement off top. You know, so I'm so man. honored to be the Robin to your Batman. Another successful episode of the Mark Gunnels podcast hey, on Mark you Gunnels know podcast network. Why we didn't get no um, no photoshops for this show? I didn't see no photoshops on Twitter or nothing, man. You're slacking, bro. You're you're in full summer mode. You're really slacking. 
I'm out here with my thighs out. You got your you got your hoochie daddy shorts on? I got my Oh you got the hoochie daddy shorts on. Oh my god. I appreciate y'all rocking with us. We're out. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you so much. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.